Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Hey everyone, welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, we're talking the infamous Upper East Side of New York City with no better person than Carrie Sorensen from Upper East Side Things. But first, in my last episode, we talked the Hamptons lifestyle with local Marissa Ivana, who shares everything you need to know about visiting the Hamptons during any season. So if you haven't tuned in, please be sure to head on over to episode 16 to listen. Now, the Upper East Side has a long list of famous shows taking place here, from I Love Lucy, to The Jeffersons, to The Nanny, to my all-time favorite, Gossip Girl. My guest, Carrie Sorensen, a longtime Upper East Side local, sheds light into what it's really like to live and visit this uptown neighborhood of Manhattan. She also shares expert insight on all the great things to do on the Upper East Side and opens up about her growing brand and community, UES Things. So without further ado, here is my interview with Carrie. Hey, Carrie, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. We are talking one of my favorite topics, and that's the Upper East Side. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It is my pleasure to have you on here. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard the question before, but it's one that I like to always start with. And because it is a New York-based podcast, are you originally from New York, Carrie? So I am not. I'm originally from New Jersey. Uh, if you know Jersey, it's uh, North Jersey, Clifton. But okay. um. I went to college at Fordham University in the Bronx. So I, yeah, I went to college there, started interning in the city and haven't left since. Well, hey, in general, you're not too far from the city, right? How far is Clifton? Uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. It's um, like 45 minutes, like maybe on a bad day. So, Oh, my God. So I've always been close. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That okay. Great. That is good to know. And so then, what made you move to New York from 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 Jersey? Yeah. So um, I wanted to go to a college that was out of state, but my parents were like, "We are not going to pay to fly you across the country." Mm. So uh, Fordham was a great compromise. Um, I actually went there on a running scholarship, so I ran uh, cross country and track at Fordham, um, and I was a marketing major. And then I guess on my, I guess it was like my junior and senior year, I'd started interning for a digital marketing company in Manhattan. So I was going mm-hmm. in from the Bronx maybe twice a week. And then I had gotten a full-time offer um, the second semester of my senior year. So um, I started full-time there after graduation and I moved right to the Upper East Side and I've been in the Upper East Side since. I'm on my third apartment, which I can't even believe. Oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps with you sharing all that. So your first straight move from home was to the Upper East Side and you haven't left since. Exactly. Yeah. So I I lived in the Bronx at Fordham for those four years, but then um, right from the Bronx to the Upper East Side. And I guess that's been since like 2014, which is crazy. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So a couple years now. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. I, that was the next uh, one of the questions I had on here. Where are you currently living? And so you're obviously on the Upper East Side. We're talking Upper East Side. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. Um, I moved here, um, like I said, in 2014 with um, my best, best friend who um, I've been best friends with since we were, I think, like four years old. She's originally from Clefton as well. And then I, we lived together for about four years. And then two or three years ago, I moved in um, with, with my boyfriend, which is very nice. Awesome. And so what has your experience been like ever since being in New York? It's been amazing. Like I'm, I'm very lucky compared to like a lot of other people, I think, because Fordham, because so many people intern in the city and are working in the city during college, a lot of them end up transitioning into Manhattan after. Uh, mm-hmm. So I can say like, I have so many of my close Fordham friends here and it's actually funny. I think we all kind of started spread out in all different parts of the city, but mm-hmm. now more than ever, I have most of my friends in the Upper East Side, which makes it like ten times better. So um, it's it's been it's been amazing, and it's it's like so interesting seeing people come here by themselves with with nothing and nobody. And I'm always so impressed by them because I can just see how scary it was for me. And meanwhile, I, I had everyone I knew, so I, I don't even know how other people do it. I, I love that you pointed that out. And yes, it's definitely a scary transition for a lot of people. And I'm sure it made it a little easier, right? Like you just said, having friends around and, you know, your hometown just being an hour away. So, but nevertheless, not anything to take lightly. New York in itself is, is you know, a, a big city to take on. So on that note, Carrie, you know, what is it that you dislike and like about New York? Definitely. Um, so I think like my favorite thing about it is it's so fast paced. Like, I'm sure you can hear it already. Like I talk fast. I, I like to move fast. I just like I really like quickness. So I think mm-hmm. this is the perfect place for that. You can just get a million things done in one day. And no one's really kind of like walking slow. We're all kind of like walking at the same speed. So I, I really just love the speed of the city. Perfect. And what do you dislike about New York? Yeah, I think I think with that like same sentiment, it's um you kind of feel that sort of guilt when you are sitting still. It's like, oh shoot, like I should be doing something, like I have a million things on my to-do list. Like it's almost like harder to just like sit down and watch TV for the day because you just you know that there's things you should be doing and that you watch people doing it all around you too. So it's um it's really kind of that inability to slow down even if you feel like you need it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for, for letting us know that. And I'm going to just throw something in here. And because we're specifically talking about you living on the Upper East Side and this whole podcast is around the Upper East Side, what do you like and dislike about the Upper East Side? Like in compared to like the rest of the city? or uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what I like is that you're still kind of in the center of it all. Like nothing's too far away, but I do feel like it has a little bit more of a suburban feel than say like midtown or financial district so I think you kind of are it's a little bit more of a neighborhood than um mm-hmm. a lot of the other um spots in Manhattan which I which I really like I like the community of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree and I like that you pointed that out because there is a different feel to all neighborhoods in New York but moving along Carrie um you know do, do you have plans to ever move away from the Upper East Side or New York given of course everything that's happened in 2020? Yeah, it's like a it's like a heartbreaking question. Um, I I don't think it's because of COVID. I I think I always did have intentions of eventually leaving the city. Um, nothing against people who do raise their families in the city. It's just not something I personally want to do. I want to have a little bit more of a more space. But um, that being said, I don't have like a set plan when when I want to do that. I just I feel like eventually that um I I will be leaving the Upper East Side. Unfortunately. 
Oh no. I know. <laughs> no. What am I going to do? No, but it's understandable. You know, I mean, you, people grow, you evolve, you have a family, you want bigger space. Obviously the city doesn't provide that, but there is people that have raised, you know, their families here and both it's just whatever your choice is. So thanks for totally. sharing that. Yeah. I know some people love that too. So mm-hmm. more power mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. And, and, and on this note, you know, um, more so on COVID, do, do you feel things have changed since COVID in the city? And do you think it'll ever return to what it used to be? Obviously, like, you can't deny that it's changed. Like, I've been working from home since middle of March, which is just like unreal to me right now. But um, mm-hmm. I, I do think it will go back to normal. I think New York City is so resilient. And like, even now, I was um, out and about this weekend just in the city, kind of just like bopping around having some drinks and snacks places. Mm-hmm. And it's just leaps and bounds from like where we were in May. I just, mm-hmm. I feel like we are slowly coming back. And I don't know if you saw the announcement today, but uh, indoor dining is going to resume on, I think it's September 30th at 25%. So I feel like we're slowly chugging along and we're going to get there, uh, which is really exciting. Wow. No, you you are dropping some news here. By the time this goes live, it will probably be like closer to, to that time. So that is exciting news because I know that's been a big debate uh, whether reopening indoor dining or not. So that's definitely going to help the city out a lot. And I'm sure you're excited about that. And we'll touch on that in just a moment as to why. Um, Carrie, so, you know, lastly on the segment of, you know, your New York story and, and, and letting us know, you know, your, your being here, like, what advice would you give to someone who is new to the city? Yeah, new to the city. Um, I think something that like, I wish somebody told me when I would was kind of new is like, it's okay to say no to plans. I feel like whenever somebody asks you to do something, whether it's like your new work friends or your college friends or somebody's visiting the city and they're asking to stay with you, like it's so hard to say no because you really want to do it all. But you really do need to have that time for yourself. And I just think that that's really important. Like, especially now, like that self-care is so important than ever when everyone's feeling a little bit fragile and under the weather that you need to like consider yourself first. A hundred percent. I love that you said that because no one else is going to say that, right? Uh, Exactly. I I love it. That is the perfect advice for for newcomers here. So, you know, we just touched upon indoor dining and and that's something that that's resuming shortly in New York. And, you know, let's go into the second segment where we're going to talk about your brand and, and career path, UES Things, which in sense the UES means Upper East Side. Um, tell us about that. Tell us when did you decide to create it and what was the inspiration behind it? So I started it in January 2019 and I really wish I had a cooler story for you about it, but <laughs> yeah. I I just really needed a hobby. Like I think it was like the first or second week of the new year, I was feeling just like really inspired and I'm like, I'm going to do something new. And my boyfriend had been working on some sort of a side business as well. So I was like, yeah, like this is going to be mine. Um, so I just realized I was taking so many pictures for the mm-hmm. Upper East Side. And I was, I was like, yeah, let me just start posting them and see if anybody else has interest in them. And then it kind of really grew from there, which is awesome. No joke, because you have close to 10,000 followers and that's within a year. So that is pretty impressive. And guys, uh, if you don't know Upper East Side Things, she has an Instagram that uh, shares places to eat, things to do on the Upper East Side. It's such a great informative, you know, page to go to in regards to the Upper East Side. And so, you know, in regards to that, Carrie, why did you develop something on the Upper East Side and and not something else? 
Yeah, great question. Um, so like, it's funny, like in my friend group, I think I've always just like been like the planner. Like I love finding new places, like deciding where to go. I'm always like on the lookout for like fun, happy hours and just like different things to do. And something like that's different. That's the kind of coming to town. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of with that, like be, me being always the one like wanting to like give recommendations and make those plans. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's something that I ended up being good at. So, so I, like, I can't be the only like deal hunter out there. So I figured <laughs> it was just something good for me to share and just like really just like useful content, not just like me posting a picture of myself, like looking cute and having some mm-hmm. kind of like corny caption. I think it actually like provides a lot of value. And that's like ultimately what I'm trying to do, like provide my followers with value and show them new places or something that like maybe they haven't tried before, but can check out this weekend. And can I tell you how needed a source in place like yours is? Because again, uh, of course, like me being new to the Upper East Side, you know, I am literally everything you just described and I needed someone like you, right? I want to know where all the happy hours are. I want to know where all the great places to eat. I I needed someone and I found you that way to kind of guide me in that way. And, and so on that note, I'm going to switch it a little on you and because there's such a big assumption with um, the Upper East Side being more of a, an upscale, like rich area and, and, and more so to associate Gossip Girl to this. Uh, have you ever seen Gossip Girl? I love Gossip Girl. I actually rewatched it last year and it was better than when I watched it in I guess, like high school at this point, but um, oh I my it. gosh. Okay, good. I'm happy even, you know, this is where the podcast name came from, Gossipista. And so you're on board with that. So excited. And, and so, you know, do you feel Gossip Girl is an accurate representation of what the Upper East Side is? So I think it can be. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's like many faces of the Upper East Side. Like, if you want to live your gossip girl life and spend your mornings sitting, drinking coffee on the Met steps and, mm-hmm. and spend the afternoon shopping on Madison Avenue and like drinking martinis at the mark, I don't know, like go for <laughs> it. Like you can absolutely live your best gossip girl life here for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of like with everybody I've encountered and like just chatted with on the Instagram, I think a way more realistic uh, depiction of like people is kind of like people like me, like looking to get the best bang for their buck in Manhattan. And that's probably the, a lot of the reason why a lot of us picked the Upper East Side and like maybe we fell in love with it. And if you start making more money, you can move into like a, a bigger spot. But I know me personally, like I wanted to live in a safe neighborhood where mm-hmm. I got a decent size apartment compared to other places in New York. And this mm-hmm. is kind of where I landed. So I just think that um, like whether you're right out of college or you're just like starting a family, like there's something in the Upper East Side for everyone. But that being said, if you do want to be a Serena or a Blair, like you can absolutely <laughs> do it here. Awesome. That that was such great tips and, and things to point out in the sense of why the Upper East Side is a great place to be. And while we're on this note, and you mentioned Serena and Blair, who would you consider yourself more of? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm biased. I feel like I just I like Blair better. And I really mm-hmm. like the Blair Chuck. So I'm going to say Blair. But like, I'm truly probably neither. Like I'm, I'm probably like a nader someone at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you said that. I am team Blair as well. I mean, I love Serena, but uh, there's something about Blair. All right. So um, let's continue here, please, on Upper East Side things. And, you know, I, I, I want to know how has it been having that account and what have some of the perks in having it been? Like 
everything. I got an award again. <laughs> um, no. So obviously like getting, getting guys out of the way, like there's been some like awesome free stuff. I've had a lot of restaurants like reach out to me. I've gotten some like pretty cool like dinners and drinks and just a couple different free things. So like, that's obviously a phenomenal perk. And I mm-hmm. recently started with the, with the merchandise, which people have been so supportive on. Um, so like the crewnecks, the hats, everyone's just been really great. Um, so that's, probably best perk but um Mm -hmm. otherwise kind of on a deeper level like I'm meeting and like talking to like so many incredible people and just like getting to know people in the neighborhood so like both my followers but also like small business owners that reach out to me and I get to like go there in person and like just kind of like learn about like how did they start their business on the Upper East Side and like I said like I'm so impressed with people who just like come here and like take a chance so whenever Mm -hmm. like I'm always in awe by those type of people so if you like came here and started your restaurant or started your shop I just I love hearing those stories and just like Mm -hmm. seeing those places grow and I just like want to be able to support them as much as possible and they need that support more than ever right now right definitely definitely small businesses restaurants and I loved hearing that that's that was the intention behind you know why you created it and and the best parts of it and you know you mentioned another thing in there that uh, I want to touch upon and that is your merchandise line I mean not only did you just start your Upper East Side Things account in 2019 which is about a year and a half old uh, you created a merchandise line and tell us about that. Yes, um, it's actually inspired um, by uh, my my boyfriend's sister. She um, uh-huh. we were home for some holiday, and she lives in Astoria, and she was wearing a hat that said Queens on it, like across the top. Mm-hmm. And like she was wearing it all weekend. She she loved this hat, and I was like, you know what? Like I wish we had stuff like that. And she was like, yeah, uh-huh. there's like a whole shop by us that has all of these Queens merchandise and stuff. So I was like, you know what? Like I can do that. So uh-huh. it's been really great like I and I I'm always really picky about the products I want to make sure they're like high quality I always kind of go for embroidery opposed to like a screen print that can crack or anything Mm -hmm. then I Mm -hmm. yesterday actually uh kind of launched slash announced my uh a partnership with um one of my favorite bars in the area Biddy's Pub and Mm -hmm. now we're doing a collab t-shirt with a local artist um Noun NYC and we're gonna be selling these shirts to like help this restaurant um make some profits while they're closed and there's just been like so much growth from it and it's, it's been really fun. And just the fact that everyone's like been so into it and sharing it and supporting it and buying it. I, I am blown away by it. That is so exciting to hear. And, and, you know, thank you for sharing about the partnership and in support of this restaurant, you know, the t-shirt you just created in that line. So just to overall describe um, the product, can you tell us what it is you're offering? Like, is it? Definitely. They're the most popular, I think are the, there's like a the baseball hat that's adjustable and it says like UES across the top, as well as like a light crew neck. It's kind of like a sweatshirt material, but a little bit lighter that has like the UES embroidery on like the left chest side. So those were mm-hmm. my first two items. And I think those are like the the, the two people lean towards the most. Um, mm-hmm. I also came out with t-shirts and tank tops this summer. So those will actually be, uh, those are still on sale now. I'm still waiting for the next round of hats and crew necks to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And now these shirts with um, that bar, Biddy's Pub. But I'm definitely looking to expand more. Um, I'm thinking about hoodies and some other stuff for the winter. So it's just been really fun to to look through the different options and figure out the colors and the embroidery and the designs. Um, I just had a blast doing it. 
Wow, that's exciting. Okay, so this is, we're talking baseball hats and sweaters and crewnecks and, and tees and, and tank tops. So, and, and it all has Upper East Side on it for the most part as a logo, except your partnership with this restaurant, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I usually try to keep it simple with like just a, like a small UES embroidery. I feel like it was funny. I was actually asking um, my followers, like, what colors do you want to see? And like, everyone's super into like just earth tones and muted colors. Like nobody wants anything too loud. So I've kind mm-hmm. of just been going by that and kind of going for more of a simplistic line, um, which I think is great because it just, you can easily throw it on and it just goes with everything. A hundred percent. And I think it's also very representative of the Upper East Side. And I love how you're representing the Upper East Side, right? With your UDS logo. I love it. So what is the ultimate goal, Carrie, with Upper East Side things? So short-term goal is to get to 10K. Um, So I think about like three or 400 followers away. So I'm just really excited for that. Nothing really happens when you get to 10K. I just think it's like a fun goal. And then uh, long-term, I I don't really have one. Um, I don't have like any intentions of like quitting my full-time job. Um, I think it's just mainly to keep growing and getting exposure and uh, maybe eventually kind of make it more into like a lucrative side hustle with um, with, like different merch lines and everything. But um, right now I'm really just happy with it as a hobby, especially during all of these quarantine months when like it's so hard to like see a silver lining like having this Instagram has like absolutely made my time at home like so much better and I just feel so much more connected when I'm able to like talk to people and ask what they ask their opinions so I, I really think that it's ha- kind of been like the light in my life like since COVID. Oh, I love that you said that light of my life. Yeah. That is so cute to hear. And, and you know, I, I'm sure having the connections with all these people and just being in tune and in touch with your community and having something like this is probably amazing. So keep it up. You are doing amazing. And at the rate you are moving uh, in, in no time, you will definitely be having the lucrative Upper East Side things. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. Thank you so much. Of course. No. Yes. So thank you for sharing about um, UES Things. That's that's the actual name, guys. UES Things, which is Upper East Side Things. Please go and check that out. Gossip Nista here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. What I'd love to do now is move into our third segment, a segment I'm also really excited about, and it's asking some tips for the audience on the Upper East Side since, you know, you've been living here since you said 2014, so that's about yep. six years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it sounds so weird having somebody else say it, but yeah, six years. <laughs> it's been a good amount, so you are definitely an expert on the area. So let's start off with the first question. The first question is, you know, what are the top two must-go spots on the Upper East Side that you would recommend to tourists, people coming, things along those lines? Hmm, Yeah. Um, So I know we're going to like hit on restaurants later. So I'm going to just not cover that right now. So um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like tourist locations, if you come here, you definitely have to check out like Museum Mile. That's um, the stretch of museums on Fifth Ave near Central Park. I think it spans from, I I would say like the main quote-unquote span would be like 80s to to 90s but um it includes a lot of amazing museums um I don't want to say which specific museum because everyone has different tastes but like my Mm -hmm. two personal favorites are the Guggenheim and 
Cooper, Cooper, uh, Cooper Hewitt. Um, sorry, I don't know why I couldn't get that out. But um, I really just like those two a lot. They're always the two that I, I try to go to um, when things are open. Unfortunately, they're both closed right now, but I'm um, crossing my fingers. They do open very soon. Okay, perfect. And you know what? I, I did not know there was a museum row there. And that's how <laughs> active I've oh been Oh my gosh, you need to go. Yeah, so yeah, there, obviously the, the Met is probably the most popular. Um, probably Guggenheim might be second most popular, but um, one that I think uh, Cooper Hewitt that's left under the radar, um, that's a really great one to check out. It's very interactive. Um, it focuses on history and culture of design and decorative arts. And it's just like a really cool place. They have a really awesome, like, I, I think it's like a, like a garden. I think you can get like coffees and wines and stuff there. And it's, it's just like a, a really nice area to check out. That's on 90th or 91st, I believe. Okay, perfect. Thanks for sharing that. And I mean, obviously, I know the Met is there, right, in that area. But these other ones, I didn't know it was a whole row of museums. So good yes. to know. And I love the tips on their being able to have wine and other stuff. So <laughs> thank you on that. Um, so, you know, on that note, we mentioned restaurants. What are your two to three favorite restaurants on the Upper East Side? Okay, I definitely have three. So mm-hmm. um First one is a little bit of a hidden gem. Um, it's called Luna Rosa. It's on 85th and 1st. And they specifically, they have like this fig gnocchi dish that has mm. like a balsamic reduction and like a truffle cheese on top. And Girl. I've been in love with it since 2014. I go there multiple times a year. And if you're going to have gnocchi on the Upper East Side, like that's where you got to go. Oh my gosh. And I will be their first next guest because you just sold me. They I have outdoor fig. dining. You can do it. Perfect. Okay. And you said Luna? Luna Rosa. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. And your next one? Yes. Um, and this one's kind of new. Um, I think they actually might have just opened up, I don't know if it was end of 2019 or beginning of um, 2020, but it's called Ches Nick. It's mm-hmm. on 91st in York. And it was funny. I actually had posted a story on my birthday asking people like, where should I go for my birthday dinner? This was like back in May. And mm-hmm. so many people recommended this place. So I was like, got to try it. And it was phenomenal. And since then, I've been back for brunch. Their brunch is amazing. Their lunch is amazing. Like anything that you want to get, you can get it from Chesnick and it'll be phenomenal. Oh, that's great. That's good to know. And and so that I love hearing that you have all this interaction with your, you know, your following on your page and, and they're able to recommend. Would you say a lot of your following is the actual actual people from the Upper East Side or from all over? Um, so according to my stats on Instagram, it says mm-hmm. uh, I think it's like 78% of my followers live mm-hmm. in New York City. So mm-hmm. I, I assume most of those are Upper East Side. You're probably pretty bored by my content if you don't live on the Upper East Side. So um, it's definitely a two-way street. Like people come to me for recommendations, but like I'm such like an ask the crowd girl on recommendations. And sometimes like people are just like always like two steps ahead of me. So it's so great getting their opinions and finding new places like Chesnick. A hundred percent because people don't just stay in their neighborhood, whether they live on the Upper East Side or not, they come up, they explore things and vice versa. So that's for awesome. Sure. So sure. then your third restaurant that you- Last one, um, they're not- they're sadly not open right now, but um, I definitely wanted to give them a shout out. It's uh, Flex Muscles. Mm-hmm. It's on 82nd and 3rd, and they're they're just my go-to for all occasions, for happy hour, for dinner, for brunch. Um, I've been in talks with the owner. I'm hoping they open up 
they, they said they're not going to do it until they can get 50% indoor dining because they don't really have an outdoor mm-hmm. space. But um, mm-hmm. every day, um, I'm hoping we get closer to that. But um, Flex Muscles is amazing. Oh, great cocktails. I think they have like 23 different types of muscles. But um, if you're a seafood lover, mm-hmm. like it's a must-go. Oh, my gosh. That sounds yummy. And, and where are they located? Um, 82nd and 3rd. Perfect. Okay. So there you go. We have a couple restaurants to hit people. Um, on, on, you know, so can you, can you share additional things, Carrie, some, maybe some hidden gems, coffee shops, bars, parks, et cetera, maybe other things that people may not know about on the Upper East Side? Yeah. Um, so for some hidden gems, um, for coffee shops, um, there's so many great coffee shops in the Upper East Side. Um, one of my kind of like weekly ritual ones though, it's, um, Perk Cafe. It's mm. a little bit North. It's on 95th and 2nd, but, um, mm. they just have really, it's like such an unassuming outside. I don't even think they have like a, a sign on the outside, to be honest, but, um, they have like these really great seasonal lattes and I always get a latte from there. And then I walk East to the river and you can enter, um, the, the river path at 95th. Um, so he's kind of like walk back home along the river and it's just like a really nice way to like start the day if you do wake up a little bit earlier before you have any commitments. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. That does sound nice. And um, anything else I, I may have missed upon you want to touch upon happy hours, bars? Yeah. Um, so a lot of places aren't doing happy hour, happy hour right now. I think they're trying to recoup some of the money that they lost during um, the mm-hmm. shutdown. Um, but in terms of cocktails and oysters, uh, I posted about them a couple times before, but um, there's a place on 75th and 1st called NR, and they're not much of a secret anymore, but um, I think people are finding them and getting addicted like I am, but um, they yeah. have some of the coolest cocktails I've ever seen, like um, a bunch come on fire, and like I got I got a truffle cocktail, if you can believe it or not. What? It comes with, like, it tastes like truffle, and it comes with a side of truffle cheese, and they just have some, like, really crazy cool ones I really like their coconut cilantro cocktail but um if you're looking to like impress a date on like a second or third date like definitely take them there and they also have um an oyster happy hour I think it's like Mm. from five till seven so it's it's such a good date location I always recommend that Oh my gosh, Carrie, you are giving my husband a long list of places on the Upper East Side. So definitely going to check all those places out. This is so exciting. Um, Okay. So, you know, on this note, we're talking about happening spots in the Upper East Side. Is there any particular, um, you know, areas that you would say are more happening on the Upper East Side than others, like streets, avenues, things along those lines? Yeah. um, I I think what I would consider like the most ha- quote unquote happening street in the Upper East Side would be Second Avenue. Um, it's just like a great stretch of like bars and restaurants. Um, mm-hmm. I personally love to discover places on on side streets. So I think that's like my kind of preference. Um, mm-hmm. But God, like I feel like there, there's happening stuff all over. Like, even, and even if you don't want happening stuff in the Upper East Side, like all of these new ferry lines that they're making, um, they're like it's so easy to like access everything. It's just mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Wait, so you mentioned ferry lines? I don't know about that. What what is it? Yes. Um. So I posted about this. So the UES ferry. Um. The there's like a ferry dock. I think it's on like 90th and the water on the east side. Mm-hmm. So that's not super new. They've had the Soundview ferry since. I think at least last year. So it's a ferry that goes from Soundview, the Bronx to the Upper East Side, mm-hmm. then pops over at 34th Street and then goes down to Wall Street. But um, as of last month, they recently added a new uh, Upper East Side ferry stop um, that extends the Astoria line. 
So now they have two fairies going from the Upper East Side. And this one is really cool, I think, because it takes you to different boroughs. So it, I think it stops in Upper East Side, then goes to Astoria, Roosevelt Island, Long Island City, Brooklyn, and then back to Wall Street. So oh, wow. and especially like with everything going on and the pandemic, I think ferry is definitely the safest public transportation um, in mm-hmm. terms of just like less exposure because you can be outside on the roof deck. So um, mm-hmm. if you haven't checked out the ferry yet, um, definitely do it before the cold weather comes. That sounds like fun. Definitely. I know I know there was an entrance on 90th. I think when I went at some point, it may have been closed, but good to know that this is available and open. And you said it's called the Sound View? Um, so the, the newest line is just the Astoria line. Um, mm-hmm. Then the line that goes that stays in Manhattan is the Sound View line. Um, you can check the schedules on like the NYC ferry website, but um, it's so cheap. It's the same price as the subway. So like, I think it's like $2.75. So mm-hmm. um, I highly recommend. Perfect. And this is a question um, I'm just going to throw out there because myself going out and dining and uh, trying to hit rooftops and, and various other things. I think you're going to be the perfect person to ask. Um, would you recommend people showing up without reservations? Should people have reservations? And have you seen a, a new form of menus and, and, and things of how restaurants are working? Definitely. Um, in terms of reservations, I think it's tough. I think places in Midtown with rooftops and a lot more places that have like kind of like a set capacity, those are do require reservations but Mm -hmm. I've also noticed a lot of places are only doing walk-ins only because if a reservation Mm -hmm. weren't to show up they would never want to turn somebody away so I think that's a little bit different now too like Mm people like these restaurants are so like just just need people in the door that they're not gonna um turn somebody away just because somebody else has a reservation isn't gonna come um so I've actually Mm -hmm. had trouble making reservations um with Mm -hmm. that said though um I think if you call ahead, you kind of understand like what the crowds look like. They can usually give you an idea like what the weight will be when you should show up. And they, they do try to be very accommodating. And um, I'm loving the new QR menus. Uh, that's been so, so great, I think. So I don't know if, if you've seen them or if anybody else hasn't seen them. But essentially, it's um, like the QR code that's like taped to a table at a restaurant. And that mm-hmm. replaces like the physical paper menu. So you really mm-hmm. just scan it with your camera and then it pops up the menu on your phone. And it's usually attached to the restaurant's website. But um, it's a really great way to prevent menus from being passed from person to person and spreading germs. So I'm, I'm personally loving those and I would not mind if those, those stay. No, 100%. I love them too. And that was something that was new, right? When when all this first started. And I, I love and the way it's moving towards. And in that sense, definitely something that should be here to stay a, a lot more easy to kind of just have the menu in your hand on your phone versus, you know, and it takes up so much less room on the table. Like I, I don't see any problems with it. <laughs> 100%. So that is something new for, for those who maybe are, are visiting New York and haven't experienced that. Um, not sure what's going out going on outside of of the state, but that is something exciting happening here. And so, you know, as we wrap up um, talking about the Upper East Side and you sharing all this great information, Carrie, I want to talk, like, is is there, you know, would you say a specific vibe to the Upper East Side, whether it be style, you know, just just in general? Yeah, that's so hard because I think, like I said during the Gossip Girl comment, like there's so many different vibes. Like, Second Ave is completely different than Fifth Ave. Like you have certain places with like really, really divey bars with like just PBRs and just like dark dim lights. But then you also have like these light, airy rooftop cocktail kind of places too. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think like if I had to, I guess, pick a vibe overall, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a, like a 
hey, I like to eat and drink and have fun, but I also have my life together and want to come home and clean my, to a clean apartment and go to bed at midnight. So I think a lot of people in the Upper East Side, like they like to have their good times, but they're okay with going downtown, having a ball, and then coming back to a little bit more sane of a neighborhood, if, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. And you kind of referenced it as like more of a suburban area earlier. And I've heard that before. So I want to ask you your thoughts on that. I mean, it's definitely known that kind of downtown is is more the party area, the more lively area and living here. I've not too long. I've been able to, you know, establish that quickly. And in the Upper East Side, it definitely has its happening spots, like you mentioned, but it is um, also a little bit more quieter and reserved. So absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's like, it's definitely... I think the difference, really big difference between like Upper East Side and like Lower Manhattan is like you don't really have clubs and you don't really have like office buildings. Like no one's really coming up here to club and no one's come up here to go to work every day. So that kind of just leaves you with a lot of the smaller like mom and pop shops plus restaurants plus apartments and parks. And Mm -hmm. that's my favorite thing. Like I'm such a day drink kind of girl be in bed by 11 o'clock kind of night um and that's exactly what I feel like I can get from the Upper East Side and like live my my favorite life I love it I'm just like you so (laughs) definitely have a drink on the Upper East Side um so lastly Carrie you know I really feel like there's a style to the Upper East Side would you do do you think it has any particular style yeah um so there's definitely like the gossip girl style if you want to be like a fashionista but um Mm -hmm. I think just like the overall style is like we just want like I I'm maybe it's just me and I'm being biased but like I love like looking cute but like being comfortable and you don't need to like dress to the nines and you can just go even if you want to like do a workout and grab a beer after like you don't feel like you're you're underdressed to do that. So I really just like how it's a little bit more casual than other mm-hmm. spots in Manhattan, especially like right now when I'm wearing like yoga pants every day to work and that I can still like yeah. run to the post office and not feel like I'm doing anything wrong. So I really just like that it's a little bit more laid back than um than other spots in Manhattan. Laid back for sure, but preppy is something that I've preppy, seen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. with um these all like a lot of like the private schools and the younger kids, you definitely you see some sort of vibe there um mm-hmm. yeah so you're, you're not gonna be able to go wrong with a preppy look uh, on the upper definitely side definitely not definitely not um, you can really have any look and I don't think anyone no and no one really cares what you look like here and I think that's the beauty of it that's true that is very true too but I love that you referenced that you can have your gossip girl moment so you know gossip girl people who love it just come and you know enjoy your best life on the upper east side enjoy it's it it's definitely well. photogenic you won't run out of photo ops here which is very good on that note carrie any specific photo <laughs> op areas that you you recommend uh yeah so obviously the met steps which we talked about um if you want to get some like really pretty like scenery photos um i would check out the conservatory gardens uh it's a little bit farther up it's on fifth and i think like 103rd but in the spring it's like blooming with flowers I've seen like some awesome weddings there so that definitely Mm -hmm. has some good shots and then um Mm -hmm. you want to go all the way to the other side and go east like check out Carl Scherz Park um there's a lot of really pretty photo ops with um just like the water and the Queensboro Bridge there so um definitely plenty of green space which is awesome Perfect. Thank you for summing the Upper East Side up for us. It's been so amazing getting to learn more about Upper East Side things, yourself, your experience on the Upper East Side. Can you please tell everyone, Carrie, where they can connect with you on social media and find out more about your Upper East Side products? 
Definitely. Um, so my Instagram handle is at UES things. Um, and my name is Carrie. I love to hear from everyone. So um, if, you, if you listen to this or if you just started following me, like feel free to send me a message. I would love to connect. I love that. I love that so much. Carrie, thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking up for East Side and we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Yes. Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. This was my first podcast and you made it amazing. So I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Gossipista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossipista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at Gossipista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipnista.